Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me on the Lampo Show podcast. I am Tina Lampo, your host, digital content creator and entrepreneur. The Lampo Show podcast is a platform where the good, the bad, and the ugly of long-distance relationships and intercultural marriages between American women and, Af and men from the continent of Africa can openly and truthfully be discussed. Today with us on the show, we have Ms. Lana Conway with us, and Ms. Lana is going to share what it has been like being in a long-distance intercultural marriage. Ms. Lana, if you can, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. Hello, everybody. My name is Lana Conway. I'm a proud mother of three and a proud Nana. Um, I am a manager and technical support, phone support. Um, I live in Illinois and I am, <clears throat> I won't tell my age yet, but I will tell it. Okay. So without further ado, we are gonna go ahead and get this started. So Ms. Lana, can you go ahead and tell us how did you meet your African husband? Well, I had uh, a godson that was in Nigeria and I would talk to him frequently, like we would chat and I'd send him things like to help improve his English and prepare to take like standardized tests for college. So one day he was asking me about soccer and he's like, you know, I think I want to really play soccer. And I said, I don't know nothing about no soccer. And every week I would clean out my inbox, you know, because you get a slew mm -hmm. of people sliding in your DMs and right. I just put it in the ignore section. So on Saturday, I just would clean it out. So it was a Saturday and I went to clean it out and I seen Kimma's uh, message in there. It had been there for like two months because uh, I didn't accept friend requests from people who were not in the United States. So when I looked at this page, it said he was a soccer scout and I was like, a soccer scout? Oh, okay. So then I reached out to him and was like, is you for real a soccer scout? Is you, you know, for play? He's like, I'm for real. And um, he picked up my son, took him to the stadium. And, and from there, that's how it all got started. Okay. So is there an age difference between you and your husband? Yes, Lord. Um, we are 13 years age difference. I'm okay. older. And what's your age, ma'am? I am 54. And where? <laughs> 54 where? Ooh, girl, 54. <laughs> You look amazing for your age. You, I would have you. never guessed it had you not thank told you. me. So why did you choose to be with a man from the continent of Africa? Well, it wasn't that I really chose that. It was just like, it just happened. Um, I, you know, I'm not somebody who's like, picky. I gotta have just this particular nationality mm -hmm. of this race. It's like, you know, so it just, it just kind of happened. Okay. Would you have dated one if he was, he was already in the States or married one yeah. if he was, okay, okay, mm -hmm. okay. So have you ever been married before? I have. I've been married twice before. Okay. So how long did you two communicate back and forth before uh, things got serious between y'all? Probably about two years, about two, two and a half years. Okay. That's a good time to date. So with the main way of communication, like, was it WhatsApp, Facebook, Messenger? Mm-hmm. Well, on Facebook, it was more, well, we did Facebook a little bit, but it was predominantly WhatsApp, you know, or direct calls. You know, I use a, uh, look, a tidbit for you sisters, a keep calling has a cheap um, way that you can recharge their phone from here, and you can put credits to dial direct when you have to dial direct when that network is just acting all the way up. 
yes so bad network because of the time zone difference and just mm-hmm. horrible so what is his occupation he is a soccer scout he is an ex-footballer oh okay so are you two of the same faith yes we are christians yes okay okay so what was it like preparing for your trip to go to africa lord have mercy well you know you everyone here was very afraid and so be careful you know and it's you know of course you know i'm trying to like have my kids be like cool like calm down y'all it's gonna be all right it's gonna be okay you know i have flown you know out of the country you know numerous times so this was like nothing to actually go you know international but it was just to go over there and at the time I was having some health challenges with my vision. So I really couldn't see well at all. Hmm. Um, so they were more concerned about that. But I had, you know, all kind of stuff. I had cold words. If I say bananas, because I can't stand bananas. Girl, I love these bananas here. Just know, call the embassy. Okay, don't play around. But I had uh, put my ticket on layaway and was using um, Air Affordable and okay. kind of paid for it over time. So every two weeks, you know, pay for it over time. And then did a visa upon arrival and had paid for that. And, you know, I was on this afterpay, Klarna, you know, buying my clothes, getting my stuff ready, shoes and stuff. And that was pretty much it. But it was a lot of negativity. But I was a little scared when I would talk to people over the phone, his friends. And they're like, hi, our wife. I was like, I'm not your wife. I'm going to be his wife. And it scared me. I was like, when I get there, it's like, all going to like. I said, there's some kind of ritual. They all got to, you know, sample the goods or something. I was nervous. Okay, so you mentioned um, putting your ticket on railway. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you mentioned that for people that may be trying to travel to Africa and see their spouse, but don't have all the money up front. That's a route that they can go. And she said the name of it is Air Affordable. Right. Now they have another service too, where you can use Klarna. It's called alternativeflights.com. And they have all the different, a firm, every, there's so many that you can do like, uh, let's say buy now, pay later, where you can, you know, finance your, your flights, where you don't have to pay it all at once. You can pay it in payments. Good information. So how long was your flight to Africa? Oh, how long was it? Too long? Uh, I don't know how long it was, actually. I think when I stopped in Atlanta for, I don't know, 18 hours? Too long? About 18 hours. Yeah, that's a long time. It was. So once you finally to make, made it to Nigeria, which is the part of Africa she went to, what were your thoughts in that morning, that moment when you finally landed on, uh, on the grounds of the motherland well I was like Whoop, hallelujah I'm here y'all watch out it was hot when I got off that plane I was like <clears throat> that he was different you know the climate was different but I was super excited anybody who knows me knows like you know I had some challenges you know uh and so to actually go was a big thing for me so I was excited like Ooh, and so even in the airport, I was just like myself, you know, and I'm just, you know, uh, hey, hi, hey, you know, <laughs> I was looking at me like, mm, lady, calm down. Um, but I was like, hey, 
but I was excited, super excited. It meant like, it meant something for me, like on a deeper level, maybe it's a little hard to explain, like this is where it all began for us. Mm -hmm. And so to feel that, which you don't feel here was like, wow, I'm here. So yeah, it, it was uh, an awesome experience that had such gravity to it in reference to who I am. You felt very welcome when you got there. Oh, oh, do I feel welcome? You had to like this national yes. bag on my hand. Hold on. Everybody was like, let me take your bag. Let me take your bag. I'm like, I got this. Okay. I got <laughs> my husband had warned me. Uh, don't let people take your bags. So I had one little guy and I, you know, you know, popped a 20 and said, take care of me. And he did. So I was good to go. Yes, I know he was thankful for that. So many, how many times have you traveled to Nigeria? Once. Oh, and just that once? Got, yep. And then we went to Dubai last year. Oh, okay. Y'all met in Dubai. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you went to Nigeria, did you stay with um, family? Did y'all stay in an Airbnb, a hotel? Does he have his own place? We stayed in a hotel. Oh, I wasn't going to stay at his place, girl. No. Mm-mm. Because if I would have had to stay on the floor for one night, it would have took, you know, I don't know. They would have had to get some police, some ambulance <laughs> stuff. Uh -uh. So I stayed in a hotel. It was very, very nice. I can't even think of the name of it um, right off the bat, but it was very nice. They had a bar, a restaurant, a pool. Mm -hmm. It was very, very nice. Oh, okay. So do you have children? I do. Okay. What ages? Um, my youngest is 24. Um, I have one that's 25 and I have one that's 31. Oh, okay. Girl, oh, you and sure I have one that's 28. Sorry. You sure don't look your age. I can tell you that. Now, does he have any children? No, he doesn't. Do you, does he want any children? Um, yeah, I'm sure he do. But, you know, my thing is you had lots of opportunities to do that and maybe you shouldn't have took certain measures to not have any so you ain't gonna pressure me that's it okay. you know god is in control I, that's how i believe god is in control it isn't like my pipes don't work because they do my plumbing works great so i can but you know it's all on god's timing so i just like don't you know it ain't no pressure you have to be relaxed and yeah you can have children okay so how does your children feel about you being in this type of long distance marriage mm -hmm. They really don't have no opinion. Their main concern is that someone is treating me well and that I'm happy and that I'm loved and they being true and they ain't on no on no mess. As long as those are you know things that are uh, you know that are prevalent, they have no concerns. It's when stuff go to the left that they'll be like, "Hold on now, let me call people up." Okay. So, how does your family feel about you being in this type of long distance marriage? Have they gave you any type of <clears throat> backlash? negative feedback things like that mm, not too much you know they said be careful you know the nigerians you know and that's just a stereotype but um but it wasn't like a lot of concern because they know me like you know i just if something don't fit you know like i just had to discard it you know or if i you know they just know that i'm just going with the wind <laughs> so they was just like, be careful, be safe. And that's all that they were concerned about. So did you get to meet his family while you were in Nigeria? Yes, I did. Were they welcoming of you? Yes. Um, I met uh, his, I met his brothers, his sister, his mom, his dad, 
and I love his dad to death. Let me just say, shout out, dad. Hey, um, <laughs> dad was so wonderful. You know, like mom is too. Mom came into the hotel. She had her seamstress come and measure me to have some outfits made and his sister loved her that's my girl and yeah we had it was just wonderful so I met his uncle his uncle had came I mean so I had met the family so yeah they were very very nice very sweet people oh okay so how long after um meeting did it take for him to propose to you I know you say y'all dated for like two years so how long did it take for the proposal um it was probably about the it was probably about the two-year mark you know he didn't come right out and thank god he didn't say right off the bat i love you you know let me just give a little a note sometimes you'll be talking and meeting somebody and as soon as they say i love you right off the bat you'll be like like a cat what just i love you too early for that but it means to them it means like i like you a lot it doesn't mm-hmm. mean have the same meaning that it has here. Here, when you hear that, you know, oh, you're so beautiful. I love you. You'd be like, uh-uh, X, you know, no. So it was about two years, about, no, maybe, yeah, it was around that time. Yeah. And he was like, you know, let's make this official, you know. And then I flipped and flopped like a fish on dry land. Like, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, you know, I'd be like, cool. Like, yes, I'm so excited. Next minute, oh, no, then I'm blocked. and like, it's over, you know, so. Oh, okay. So you did mention that you two traveled to Dubai together. Mm-hmm. Well, not together, but you met in Dubai. What right. was that like, that experience? Ooh, I love it. Let me tell you, that was like the best vacation ever. Um, I loved it. We had a great time. I mean, he didn't like all the food that I liked because I could buy American food there. I was like, oh, we're going to the Cheesecake Factory. Let me hit Starbucks Pizza Hut. Hey, you know, so and then we would go out and we would go to the mall and the mall is so big. Like, I think we went three days, like all day long and we mm-hmm. still didn't see everything. Um, when I seen a gap, I like to went to shop. And, oh, they go to Gap. <laughs> I don't even shop at the Gap, girl. But I was like, hey, they go to Gap. But, you know, they had I saw the ice skating rink there. Um, they have you can ski in the mall uh, just a little bit of everything we had went to one shop and we had tried on some Arab attire um, Mm -hmm. Arabic attire and uh, took pictures and they took pictures of us and that was fun you know so we had we had a ball we did okay so once you both decided to marry um who paid for the cost of the wedding girl now you know well I think I paid I paid for the cost of the wedding, you know, because the registry and all of that. Now, let me just break this down. When I went there, I told him, I'm not marrying you. I said, that ain't that kind of deal. I'm here to visit and to see. And he was like, okay, okay. So the first week went by and I was like, oh, my girl's like, "Uh uh-uh, this ain't happening. So the second week, he was like, honey, you know, like, you know, and he was kind of hard pressing me, you know, a little, little, as he say, pressurized. I was being pressurized, right? Like, Mm -hmm. whew you know, and so I was like, mm, mm, mm. and even in the church, I was going to get up and run out. And then really? I looked back at his mom and dad. And then I kind of was like, and he had grabbed wow. me and was like, honey, don't do this. Cause I was going to go. You wow. know? And he said, honey, don't do this. I love you. Please don't do this or whatever. But I, when I looked at his parents, I kind of felt bad. And then I was like, mm, all right. So but, you feel like he was pressured into being married? A little bit because my whole intentions was not to get married. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the last week he's like, you know, the registry is a process, whatever. And I was like, 
All right. Okay. Okay. But, but I, you know, but in that moment though, you know, I became a little anxious and I was getting ready to get up out to church and dart outside. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. So it, was there, a, was it, okay, go ahead. Sorry. It was, uh, you know, I guess in that moment, there were so many things that were unraveling mm-hmm. in our relationship or things coming to light that I wasn't aware of that was kind of like, this is too much. Okay. Like, so I was do a little think, concerned. Do you care to touch on some of those things that were happening? Sure. sure. I mean, like there was a lot of, uh, you know, women inboxing or whatever. Now he gave me his Facebook uh, password. So I could go in there and I think it took me maybe two days and I translated every message that was in there from top to bottom. And he had this uh, Facebook forever. You know, that's just me because I'm, you could say I was nosy, but <clears throat> I'm an IT person. So I was like, oh, what is all this about? So I probably know more about him than people really think I do because mm-hmm. I looked through all his Facebook. I mean, these is inbox messages. And so just to see some stuff and like when he told me that his ex-girlfriend he broke up because she was Muslim and he was Christian and that was not the truth. So then I was like, wow. So then at this point, I'm kind of getting a little scared. And we was, you know, at the time, just before I came, we had a big rift because uh, another woman had came to see him. I was like, wait a minute, hold on. What is all this about? So yeah, there were some problems. You know, I was like, well, you know, what is this old woman, <clears throat> older woman doing there? She was older than I was. I think she was like well in her sixties, easy. And uh, she was over there and, you know, later it got spent. Oh, he was like a grandson. I said, not the stuff that you was writing on Facebook. He was not your grandson. Y'all was having some kind of whatever. And, you know, and he said, I chose you. I said, you chose me after you seen her, you know, then you chose me. But I said, anyway, I just think that there was just so much stuff that caused me angst that I was like, "Mm mm-mm. See, I'm used to being like, when you into me, I'm number one. Mm-hmm. I don't got to share my role with nobody. I'm in, not in competition with nobody. You letting everybody know, stand down. This is my girl here. You know, this is my black diamond. She's the one. Hey, th- back up. You know, and when people felt like, uh, okay, like they could just say and do whatever. The women could be just whatever. It caused me a little bit of a problem, but then... Mm-hmm. I went back to his Facebook page and I saw on his page that it said open relationship. I was like, what was it? Oh, look, look I, I come froze like the screen and froze. What was it? It was open relationship. And so I don't believe in that. That's definitely not in the Bible. So I don't subscribe to that method of thought. Mm-hmm. I believe in open cans, open doors, you know, open your wallet, but not open relationships. So it was some stuff that was causing like some, that. some discomfort <laughs> with his interaction with females or even what they were saying like on his Facebook page one girl made a joke and was like oh your wife is your auntie girl cut it out I asked I ain't his auntie I said his auntie don't look like this okay but it was just some <clears throat> I think and then later on the girl apologized and she said Lana I love you you were so sweet I was just being stupid and you know people just said stuff because they didn't know and a lot of stereotyping and a lot of you know, negative feelings, not mm-hmm. even knowing you, people were voicing out, you know, so, and then everyone thinks that because you're from the United States, you just got a bunch of money. So my name is not, last name is not Gates. But, you know, it was stuff like 
this started to unravel the, you know, some truth started to come out that made me feel very uncomfortable, made me question everything at that point. And then mm-hmm. I guess I come in and turn into psycho killer. And <laughs> uh, then I want to check everything. And I'm sure that's unnerving to him. Like, you know, he says something, I was like, okay, let me find out, is this true? Let me, it could be something simple. Like I went to the store today and I got some whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. So at that point, you know, we're in a kind of a bad place heading into, you know, the marriage, you know, where stuff is starting to unravel. So what was it like not being able to return home with your husband? How did you feel in that, in that moment? Honey, I had cried like somebody had slapped my face. I was in the airport and we was both crying. And I mean, that flight home was just so somber and sad. Like, wow this is too much. And I mean, with my job, I can't just like take three months off and I can't, you know, take off, you know, two and three times a year and go. And so to know, like, it's going to be a whole nother year before I see you. Like, yeah, it was very hurtful because I feel like to really onboard your marriage, you need time together. You know, two weeks is not enough to really try to, you know, uh, solidify your marriage you know, correctly, you know, you need some real time, you need some time to see, you know, each other move and how do y'all, you know, like, how do y'all work together? See, online, you can be like, I blocked you, I hung up that call. But when you under the same roof, you know, it's like, we here, and you might be salty, how you dealing with it. So I think it was, it's important to have more than two weeks, because that's not enough. I think you need a lot of time so they can really get to understand you and you can understand them. One of the big words, buzzwords over there is understanding. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't gain an understanding if some of the things you told me wasn't the truth. How do I know? I'm believing and have an understanding of one thing that I perceive of you based on what you told me, but then to find out it's not the truth. So then I'm confused on who you are and my understanding is very small. So, you know, having a, a you know a lengthy time to be able to you know be with your mate and and be together is I think it's awesome and I think it's, it will you know definitely um be a positive thing in the marriage versus you know it's two weeks and I'm going and I'll see you next year okay so what would you say is the biggest cultural difference between the two of you um, that womanizing thing, you know, that mm-hmm. man, you know, like I'm used to being valued on my opinion. You don't have to roll with my opinion, but you should let me hear my opinion. But to tell me, I can't ask no questions. Um, he going to do what he want to do. And you know, the buzzword is I hear you. So I said, you hear me don't mean nothing other than you just listening to me, you know, and then somebody telling you, I told you don't do that. I said, well, you're not my daddy, is you? You know, and not, you know, and then if we go with being submissive, you know, here, you know, I was whooped with that Bible scripture, you know, you're supposed to, you know, submit to your husband. I said, well, now just keep on reading down because it said husband's supposed to submit to their wife and they're supposed to love their wife like Christ loved the church. And they're supposed to love the wife like they love their own body. I said, now let's keep on reading. So, you know, don't try to whoop me with the word because I got the word too. And I could do a little whooping too. So I think that part of, you know, end all you know like I say but I say go you know and you gonna listen 
and not that I wouldn't, but it's a way that you present stuff to me. Value my opinion. Ask me what I think. Ask me whatever. Don't tell me after you done did it. You know, well, there it is. And and I, you know, and don't concern you. You know, because when I was there, everybody was talking in Europe. And I said, this is disrespectful. I don't speak Yoruba. And I didn't know what people were saying. People was laughing, talking. And he said, honey, it doesn't concern you. I said, how do you know it don't concern me? People could be laughing in your face. You don't even know it. But I think like I'm there visiting. Like you should at least speak some English because all y'all can speak English. But to speak Yoruba predominantly the whole time. And thank God for Jabril kind of breaking it down what was going on I was kind of clueless a lot of times on my trip because yeah. I didn't know what people were saying so what do you think about the culture in Nigeria mm, I think it's like I like that home structure I do like you know um that home you know, like everything is centered around the family. I love that. Now that I do love, I do love that. Um, you know, my husband is the eldest son. So it's a lot of pressure on him. There's a lot of responsibility on him. Mm -hmm. There's, you know, so he is stressed out quite a bit just on knowing that he's the eldest son and there's responsibilities and stuff that he has to maintain. And when he's not able to maintain that, it does cause some stress. And I'm sure even some depression to know like, you know, because of the economy, job market there, you know, and then his role in his family. So I do like that. I, I really do. Um, but, you know, as far as some things, it was the same, you know, like you had to respect your parents, you know, like that was the kind of stuff to this day. I mean, if my mom was alive, I can't just be talking any kind of way. It's yes, ma'am. No, sir. Whatever. You don't, you know, you can't, if you was a person who smoked, drank or whatever, you couldn't do that in front of your parents. I mean, these things are still some things that are indicative of here in the United States, the way that I was raised, you know, so. Okay. So um, were there any red flags? Were there ever a time that you saw red flags and you ignored it? <clears throat> Girl, there were so many red flags. I was like Ray Charles. I I didn't look at them because I wanted to see, even though I saw some things that weren't good, I was just hoping like he had changed for me. You know, like I really love him. I want him to do well. I want him, you know, I really wanted him to change. And some of these changes weren't just for me. They were beneficial as an adult man that mm -hmm. you should have changed in your life. And I really wanted him to, but I had to realize along the way that I can't make people change, right. you know, change exactly. has to, he has to want to change. And then, you know, based on our beliefs, you know, like only God can bring change. So, you know, ain't no change going to come if you don't want to change. And if you don't see God for change. So yeah, there were some red flags. Red flags was when I got there, everyone was there. Like we didn't have a minute of privacy, even in a hotel, like friends stayed there. And one couple I did want, you know, to hang out with them quite a bit. Um, to finally, like I said, everybody got to go bros and people gotta go like i never get one time we was in the bed and the bathroom was in our bedroom so we would close the door and you know like an intimate moment and that door opened you talk about a whole buzz kill Ooh, somebody you know 
And I was like, this don't make no sense. So there was like no privacy, you know, and everybody was around. And I don't know if everybody was looking for like me to pay for all the drinks and the food and the whatever, but I wasn't with that because I thought I'm on vacation. You know, I'm getting married and we're trying to solidify all the details with this and take care of the expenses with that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because we went to the club sometime and there were just there was just some people that was just there, you know, and I'm thinking like, you know, and I don't want to be rude, you know, and be like eating and be like, <clears throat> not offer somebody some because that's not how I am. Now, his brothers and stuff that that just go automatically You're like, you know, I'm gonna take care of my little brothers like, you know, what y'all want, you know, but I just think that was a red flag for me. Another red flag was, you know, the social media was horrible. Let me just say that social media, his interaction with women they interaction with him um people thinking oh your wife got money so soon as i left his inbox blew up now remember i had access to his facebook and they're like bro send us some money one woman said is your wife gone and he said yeah she gone oh well you gonna come over he said i'll be over tomorrow okay that was like i found out that you know when i left that there was a woman that he was in relationship with and, and, and she came to our wedding and there were some pictures where she was stank, giving me the stank eye that somebody had took a picture and I happened to see it and she was mean mugging me, you know, and I was devastated. Let me tell you, devastated. I said, if you wanted somebody, then why would you marry me? And if you wanted to be free as a bird, you could have been, you know, I said, I don't like that. So I think a lot of contention in our marriage has to do with him and women and his behavior with women um i'll tell you this little story one time i said somebody was harassing me it was like well show me who it is and i said well i had to load your information on my phone so i did but i didn't know that i had all his whatsapp messages and uh there were several women that was in his dms some of them were married and uh he was telling them he loved them and all kind of stuff and that was <clears throat> sobering you know, like use an online, you know, Mandingo, what? I'm confused. So it was some stuff that was, that didn't settle right with me mm -hmm. at all. And that was one of the major red flags, you know? And then if you can't tell me the truth, you can't be open with me. And it's like a lot of arguing and, you know, don't call me out my name. Cause then I'll get jiggy too. You know, mm -hmm. I said, when God made one crazy mouth, he didn't stop making us. So there was, there was a lot of tension, but a lot of it was because at that moment I was made to feel inferior to all these other women because mm -hmm. he was so busy online with them. Entertaining you know, them. I, yeah, because I'm wondering like, why do you got a sing, why you got a American white woman on your page? Do you know her? She don't got not a picture on Instagram, not one. So what is you following? Blank pages? I'm confused. So it was wrecking my spirit so to I blocked him on all social media because I said I don't even want to see that because it's taking me to a place that I don't feel good and it's always a problem and so I blocked him because I said if that's what you're doing I don't want to see it and I don't want to see it not because it hurt me because I think better than you you was a whole king you know like you was a whole you know you my guy you know, don't gravitate to your lower self. And if you're going to do that on social media, I don't want to see it. Embarrass mm -hmm. yourself, but I don't want to see that because I love you. And I see you better than, you know, you see yourself. So when I see you do something negative, it hurts me. Yeah, that's very hurtful. I see a commenter, uh, Vera, saying, yes, she wrapped my head. 
I'm thinking she's saying that the lady you spoke of that he was involved with that was at your wedding wrapped her head. Yeah. Wow. She tried to, you know, befriend me, you know, like she was my friend. And things started to unravel because he was in Abuja and he was flying home. And I looked at her status and it said, uh, my, my Superman is coming home. And immediately I jumped in her DM and I said, <clears throat> excuse me, folks, but I'm just telling you what happened. Be you effing my man, ain't you? And I said, I'm done with this. And then when the screenshots came out, it did come out that they were in a sexual relationship all the way through. Wow. And later on down the road, you know, sometime after that, you know, she wrote me and she said she was very sorry that she really respected me. And I was a real good friend to her and she felt bad and she had moved on with her life and she was getting married. And um, so, you know, I didn't hold anything against her. It was what it was. But my thing is, one thing I think everyone should know is like, ask people what their expectations are. What does marriage mean to you? What does your role as a husband mean to you? See, I know what it means to me, but I didn't know what it meant to him. Well, you know, had he grown up and seen stuff like this or is it indicative of maybe the culture or has he adapted a certain lifestyle or whatever? But asking him, what is your expectations of me? What do you think your expectations, you know, that you should have as a husband in a relationship? Because a lot of times I took stuff for granted, like, oh, it's what I think it is. But mm -hmm. I was definitely wrong. Let me say, I am so sorry that you experienced that. I can't imagine. I just can't. That is very hurtful. You know, but I look at it this way and a lot of stuff, I probably could have been out of the relationship, but I believed, you know, love covers a multitude of faults and I'm not perfect. And so I really wanted him to change through our fast that I prayed um, you know, because the Bible says a sanctified wife will sanctify her husband. And I understood that. And so I would pray many days. I would pray and be crying and be upset. Couldn't work, you know, just wrenched up, you know. Um, and then I had to realize, Lana, you, you got to be free. Work on you and mm -hmm. let him work on him. And then I made up in my mind that I no longer want to continue in this marriage because it seemed like we're going down different paths. I love the Lord. I was, you know, my previous husband, my kid's dad was a pastor. So we were pastors for 25 years. So I love the Lord. I love being involved. I love helping people. I love just, you know, doing great things for people. I believe that I was created to add value to the lives of others. And I don't think that he's ready for a commitment and a marriage and what it entails. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, but I love him. I want the best for him. And recently he wanted to, you know, talk and let's try to see if we could get things back on track. And I told him, I'm not for sure that that'll ever happen. But he asked me, like, you know, just give him time. And I said, well, I'm waiting on the rapture, too. You know what you want? I'm waiting. You know, so <laughs> at my age. I don't think time is something that I should take for granted because I think when you waste my time, you disrespect me. Mm -hmm. So I have to, you know, I said, Kim, I just work on you, you know, and as long as you're working on you and perfecting you, like, I love you. I want good for you. So I'm happy with that. But I'm not jumping back in to say, oh, yeah, we solid, you know, solid as a rock. Mm -mm, we, ain't, we ain't there. I just believe that 
it has to be more less talk more action and maybe some deliverance and some real commitment to a relationship with the Lord, not mm-hmm. say I was a Sunday school, you know, I attended Sunday school and I learned a couple of scriptures, but I mean, have a relationship where I'm more concerned about my relationship with Christ and me doing things that I know is wrong, you know, and not in preventing that, then I don't want my wife to find out. So I want you to, you know, honor God with what you say and do. Because in turn, you will honor me. So that's mm-hmm. my take on it. So um, that's where we are. But I just chose to take a different route because it was just so much. I mean, to think that almost four and a half years, almost five years, you know, of, of this, you know. And I understand that I only go there once a year, you know. But I think you should have a mature mind to realize you're not with your wife. And I have sexual urges too, but that don't mean I just, you know, get out there and I just get, you know, loose. Okay. Exactly. Um, that I have to know that first of all, I have daughters and I'm going to uphold myself because they watching me and I'm not, no, that's not who I am anyway. So I'm cool, you know, take a Coke and a smile and go on, you know, um, but I think they should really count up the cost that you're not going to see her all the time. She can't just fly here every two months, you know, it's expensive. And what does that mean when we apart, you know, and then you have all kinds of challenges with the network and, you know, data and phones breaking and everything else and privacy, if they don't have their own apartment or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so it's a lot of challenges. So I think if I could advise anyone like, that piece of being away and you know because I felt like if you was you didn't give me a break it was all up on top of me whoo honey back up when I was there then what are you doing when I'm not there if you that high nature then when I'm gone how was you calming yourself yeah so you know so I think that's something to really consider she said I love her candidness yeah miss 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 Conway is very open she doesn't hide anything. She's going to tell you the truth. That's just how she operates. <laughs> so as an American woman who's also married to a man from the continent of Africa, I know that most of the time that a lot of these men, but not all of them, um, they don't make a lot of money in their countries. So my question is, have you and your husband discussed financial matters? Uh, yes. Now, at first when we started, like, you know, honey, I need this. I need this. And so I said, let's do something, you know, innovative every Wednesday. Cause I get paid on Thursday, every Wednesday, we're going to talk about our finances. So that means I'm letting, you know, this is when rent is due. This is the water bill. This is the light bill. This is the gas, this is the car insurance, the car payment. So I want you to know what it looked like. So every Wednesday we would talk about all the bills that's due mm-hmm. and all, all the financial responsibility that I had to you know, take care of. So then he could, uh, you know, uh, have a full understanding of when I say I'm tapped out, I'm tapped out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did give him some, um, I did give him some, you know, I gave him some money for stuff like, Oh, honey, I needed, you know, to get some medicine or I needed this. And I did help with, um, uh, an apartment. Um, and then I stopped because um, in one of those messages that I had saw, there were women asking for money 
Well, if I knew that you didn't have no money, then who money are you spending? So I got mad at one sister. I said, I'm going to fix you, sis. You can stop asking for MBs and chickens and whatever else. I said, because I said, I'll starve you because I'm going to stop him. So I stopped giving money because my money, I work hard for my money. I go through cancer treatment. I've been sick so many days. There have been days that my daughter's just got to help me to my desk. And to think that you're going to take my money and you're going to give it to somebody else who's waiting on it. Because one of his friends said, do you know when you American women come up over here, you change their status. They're like celebrity status where the women might not have been looking at them like that. Now that an American woman has traveled to see them, now they're looking because people looking for dollar bills. So, now, every, so now all the women want them now that oh, yeah. American woman have been over there. Yeah, because now everybody looking for money. Like I told you, when I left, it was like, uh, bros, bring me some money. And the woman girl said, did she leave? Come up over here. I said, you can sex him all day long, girl. You ain't getting this money. This okay. money. <laughs> and okay. he was, and then he was like, that's not the truth. You know, like, of course, anything that I say, even when I had the proof and the receipts, he would be like, no, no, no. And I said, okay, I get it. You know, ain't nobody going to actually admit to it, even when you call red handed, but don't take my money. You know, like I work hard for my money. I'm trying to help you and you helping somebody else this waiting on my money. Oh no. So I stopped with all that because I felt like it would became I think it, within some reason yeah you can help your husband but I think there are some responsibilities that he should be responsible and cover I'm not here to take on your whole life I'm not here to take care of the whole family now mom come to me and say Atlanta I need whatever I got mom faded if dad come I got him faded see dad ain't gonna let everybody come to me and ask me for no money right off the rip so I don't have problems with anybody in the family. And they, they didn't. Nobody in this family came and asked me for, you know, anything. I think maybe one of the, bro my, my baby brother would say, oh, sis, can you help me with that? Okay, I, that's nothing. But far as, you know, all the time, no. But I just felt like some things you should be able to take care of. And so what I did was I thought, why don't we get, I had an idea, like, why don't I help you start, start a business so you mm -hmm. can maintain your own self? Mm -hmm. So when we went to Dubai, he bought clothes and he said, I can flip these clothes and these shoes. And so I did that. And I was thinking like, yes, this is going to work out. And uh, lo and behold, he was wearing the clothes, taking pictures on Facebook with him. So I said, the clothes, well, I he, the clothes he's supposed to be selling to make money. He's wearing. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had pictures on, on Facebook wearing them, even though every time I come, I bring him clothes. Like he had jeans and he had tennis shoes. He had toiletries for months and, um, medicine. And I mean, deodorant, just, you could name it. Just, I bring stuff anyway. So I didn't see the need to do that. I was trying to help him. Mm -hmm. And so for whatever reason, he chose not to do that or whatever, or nobody wanted to buy him. I said, well, you was the one to, I said, I was looking to you say, okay, well, what do you think is hot that you could sell, whatever? Yeah, so you was picking out the stuff. Well, now you ain't going to tell me later. Well, nobody wanted it. That's what you said. So that didn't really work out. <sighs> wow. You try to help him establish himself and he using you, basically. Yeah, flossing on, on Facebook with the pictures, you know? And so I was like, wow so yeah I felt some type of way and we have arguments about stuff like that because my husband will never say that he apologizes or I'm sorry I was wrong he'll say if that if you think I wronged you I'm sorry I said no not that I think that I did you know you did 
you know no, no accountability for what he does yeah like he just never owns that he he did something or he hurt me it'll say you hurting yourself so I'm not hurting myself and I will say that since I made up my mind to exit the relationship like I've been freer emotionally all this roller coaster up and down all of this back and forth we blocking each other I call you and you ignore my call on purpose like it could be emergency and I'm calling you and you ignore me on purpose like and he admitted that now he did admit that there's sometimes when I did stuff on purpose but why would you do that like I didn't get that so there was some things that you know so you said you've decided to let go of the marriage oh yeah at what point did you decide that you're done with it you know it just seemed like we were in a terrible cycle of the same old thing you know like I can't ever get you okay like if I write you and you online and it say online on whatsapp and I'm writing you and you don't look at my messages and I didn't help you with the data I feel like you know it's a problem there you know it's just little stuff like that you know it's then I'm feeling some type of way and like he's not like a really romantic person mm-hmm. but I know he can be because you know I don't see that inbox I could see that you know he could be a Casanova but with me he just wasn't and it was just you know and I must be honest there were a lot of friends that were negative in my ear to say some stuff or whatever and some stuff might have been true you know or whatever but it was just too much and I felt like this is too long it's draining me it kept me sick um like my health was never getting better and um all that just all of that toxicity of it's an argument or even if it wasn't an argument there'd be some internal feelings as a woman that you feel you know like you're doing this and I see you and you thinking you slick and you know and I probably got about 10,000 screenshots because whenever anything come up, baby, I can slide some receipts in a minute. Oh, remember, oh, hold on. Let me get you, wait. Mm. You know, and I'm not even that kind of person. And I don't like the way the person that I turned into being in this marriage because I'm a very loving person. I do anything for anybody. Everybody knows that. And so he and a select few of his friends said, oh, I'm wicked. I'm evil. I'm not none of that. I ain't going to let nobody uh, put a wool over my eyes. You owe me some money and you don't pay me. And then, um, you know, we were, oh, well, I'll tell this little story because this is a big piece of controversy and whatever. He um, couldn't, the ticket I had bought for him to go to Dubai, he couldn't use it. So he called his friend, his friend gave him the money. So he flew over there. On the way home, he missed this flight. And I had to give him some money to fly home. I said, listen, this is my rent money. Now, we done laughed it up, kicked it up or whatever while we was here. So this is my rent money. And I need this money back. Don't play with me. Okay? Honey, I got you. I got you. I got you. He get back home. He tell me, I'm sick of hearing about the rent money. I said, what is you? I said, okay. So when his friend was asking me, well, did they refund your ticket? I said, they did. And I paid my rent. That's what I did. I said, but you can get the money from your friend because he owe you since he wasn't going to pay me. So now I was like, oh, you did something. I didn't do nothing. I wasn't going to let nobody take advantage of me. Okay. And then I'm supposed to pay for this ticket. Okay. And pay, you know, and hold out what you owe me $600 that you made no effort to, which he did later say, honey, pay the rent with it. But he didn't tell his friend that he told me to pay the rent. So his friend felt some type of way, even though I got a, screenshots of him saying honey pay the rent like you know whatever but I mean it was 
if he would have upheld what he said, none of all of this drama from that whole thing would have happened. I have no desire. I never swindled nobody. I've always worked since I was 15. So why would I be swindling somebody? Mm -hmm. I, I, no, that's not who I am. But it was some trickery on stuff like that. So I got tired of all the emotional baggage I was carrying from the relationship. And I said, I got to exit. I'm not even the person. My kids would say, you're not even, what's going on? This ain't even you. And it had turned for a while. I was drinking heavy because I just couldn't deal with it. Like it was just too much. And I said, I don't even really drink. Let me put this stuff down. And when I exited and I deleted my WhatsApp and I had blocked him, I, I was, in that moment, I was able to be free, work on me, focus on me. And I could identify, I made some errors. You know, you don't go from one relationship without healing and jump up in one of these. That's terrible. Um, I should have known to research a lot better than I did. And um, I, I didn't know a lot of stuff. And so I went in a little blind, you know, I didn't know. Um, and I'm just a lover and I want to do good. And with some of that, I had to be even-handed and have some balance and want things reciprocated. If I'm doing great stuff for you, I'm doing this for you and you don't do nothing for me. Well, that's a little that's one-sided and mm -hmm. I should look at that because that's mm -hmm. a big red flag see you know as a Christian if Jesus if God gave his only son and Jesus gave his life we are to give and if a man can't give you nothing then you need to look at things very clearly because you know they say money you know where their heart is you know something with money and even with time you know, wherever you put your time is where your heart is. If you can't never call me, you can't never chat me other than say hi in the morning and then you logged off of WhatsApp and that's our only means of communication then, what do I have? So it took some time for me to heal. And it was like over, over a month, maybe two months. Um, didn't have no conversation, didn't have no communication with him and um, had to heal. You know, and I thank God that I'm at a place now that I can talk to him and not take any negativity from it. Mm -hmm. I won't do it for him. I was able to identify the mistakes I made. I made mistakes, girl. You know, you don't come out of a physically abusive marriage and jump into, you know, but he was my friend during that time and from there. But there should have been a lot of healing coming from that. Mm -hmm. um, and then understanding, I would always think from an American mindset about stuff instead of how it is over there so okay. a lot of area of opportunity but during that time I was able to assess myself and realize where I made a lot of errors as well as there were areas of opportunity I think that could have been um, improved on on his part okay so being that you've been with an American man most of your life um and I know you say you wasn't a loose woman you just was with that man and then you married this African man um how does the level of intimacy how does it differ sexually the affection the he's not affectionate you know so I'm used to affectionate men you know rubbing on me honey let me rub your back and whatever now he rubbed my feet because I'd hurt my ankle when I was there but uh I don't know how rabbits get down but all that the first time like it was quick I was like, hold on, you know, like you're not on, um, and not nothing negative, but 
you not you didn't pay for this take your time do Mm -hmm. it right you could do it baby do it tonight (laughs) you know what I mean one of those kind of things um but you know my previous husbands was you know they know how to do their stuff so you know I don't mind being a teacher I can train you you know work it especially Um, when it comes to satisfying you right Mm-hmm. Um, so I say this in just that uh everything would have pulled on me and people know how to work it. So sometimes you might have to teach people how to work it, how to make things work for you. And that's a part that's the beauty of marriage. You know, everybody when they get in there can't, you know, make it happen like, oh, all right. But I think loving each other and that intimacy of you know this and the desire to want to please me and me please him is what's important but i would say that america rocked it out <laughs> one one for the home team one for the home team <laughs> i'm gonna stop just for a second um if you guys that are watching have any questions that you want miss lana to answer can you go ahead and put them in the comments um and we can get her to answer those questions for you so, um, Ms. Lana, from what I've noticed and the stereotypes surrounding it, um, they say that these African men always marry American women that are older and heavy set and can't have children. Do you think there's any truth to that or it's just okay. their preference in women? Well, all I can speak on is I do believe there are some, not everybody, there are some, they're older. Why? Because they established. Okay. Mm -hmm. Older ain't because you just older, you established and, you know, maybe they can't have children. You know, I would hope that there'd be some brothers that's not on some trickery. Like this is all the setup. So once you get here, then you got a whole basis to exit because I wanted a child. Well, you shouldn't have threw all them condoms away. How about that? You know what I mean? So you shouldn't pressure when you love somebody, you love them. I mean, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be like, oh, that's a deal breaker. If it's a deal breaker, that should be a conversation before y'all get married. So if you can't have kids, you just can't have them. But there's so many things with in vitro and yes. things with technology. So there's never really a real good reason why you just couldn't. Um, but I do think, you know, and I was plus size, but when we had dated before I had actually went over there. I have worked out and lost a lot of weight and I was about a size 12, 14. So I wasn't mm-hmm. really plus plus size. Um, now I have gained some weight because I've been on prednisone and what have you, but I'm back on the grind, honey. It's the battle of the bulls. We're going to get this weight <laughs> off. But I do believe at some point, some of the women are old. Some of them are older. Um, not everyone was heavy set, but I would say, I would say the stereotype of being older. I have seen that more. Um, I've seen them come in all sizes. But, you know, and I don't know, really know about the baby thing, you know, because I don't know. I can have babies. So. Okay. Yeah, me too. But I don't want it anymore. Mm-mm. Okay, bro. Let's make it happen, Captain. Mm-mm. So, Miss Lana, we're going to look and see if they, anybody has any questions. Um, Sharonda said, Sharonda Stewart said, is he in the States? No, he's not in the States. Martin Sean says, wanted to ask how long you were dating before you got married. Mm, it was about two years, about 
about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half, almost two. Yep. We talked every day. He never missed a day calling me. Um, it was just, uh, I think, you know. We got a question from Carmela Love. Do you believe that they are trained on how to get American women to fall in love with, with and marry them? Uh, yes, I will say that. It's like a handbook that's being passed around. You know, like after the first year, there's only so many times you can hear, how did you sleep? What did you eat? You know, how are the kids? Like that's, after a while that, there's only so many emojis you can take, or the kiss emojis, you know, the hard-eyed emojis. After a while, like you want to talk some real stuff, you know, like I want to know about you and all this little surface stuff. And I do think that because I did see my husband providing some advice to another brother to say, tell her age is just the number. Cause the guy was like, she said, she didn't want to talk to me cause I was too young. And he was advising somebody. And I said, what is all this about? I said, this is what you're doing. Well, he asked me a question. He's like my husband know how to, my husband's great. When I say great, he should be a lawyer. He's great at the rhetoric that he can twist things and turn it around and just like nullify it. But I was like, you advise him to, um, you know, like portray something that it ain't, you know, like what's up with that? So yeah, it is something that they tell, you know, based on stereotypes, they like a lot of attention, they're love starved. And so get them a lot of attention, tell them they're beautiful. And that's the stereotype that floats around that, how they get us mm -hmm. um they get us in groups because my husband said he saw me in a group of 50 plus now what was you doing at 50 plus bro so yeah and they don't think you know some older women are technical but baby that's my thing that's what i do every day for my job i can build a computer so if you thought you was gonna get one over me technology wise well he could tell you now different miss Gigi Oko. Okay, said, is there a big age difference between the two of you? 13 years, you know, but my second husband was that same age too. So maybe I fancy younger man. I don't know what it is, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, but my thing is, if you didn't, if you didn't want an older woman, then why get one? You know, I don't, I don't get that. And even though I don't look my age or whatever, like I'm, I was honest, this is my age. You know, you now look, you look fantastic for your age. Thank you. Now, over there, you might have to worry because, you know, you got a soccer age. Your passport age is not really your real age. So I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -mm. Let me see if we got any more questions in here before we end this. Do y'all have any more questions? Karen Martin said, Lana, can I inbox you? You can, um, let me say this. There's a lot of sisters that inbox me. I pray for them. I will encourage them. I never encourage people exit your relationship. Okay, let me just say that. I wouldn't care what I was going through. I was still active in the groups um, and I would still encourage and like people's pictures with their husbands and celebrate them because just my situation is not everybody's situation. Mm -hmm. And I believe that everything we went through was for you know, I give glory to God for it, you know, like even through the worst, there was some good that came out of that. It came, some good came out was I was able to see me, able to see the things in me that I had to change. When I stopped worrying about pointing a finger at him, I could see me and realize, Lana, you know, you own some little dysfunctional tip here. 
uh, you was not I spy and now you just home and stuff and you looking at everything like, you know, I, I've never had to spy on my husband, but when I see that there was women or whatever, yeah, all of a sudden now I want to look at everything. I want to see everything, you know? And so it became almost like an obsession. And so to take a step back and say, get a hold of yourself. This is not who you are and be your best self. And uh-huh. so, yeah, anyone can inbox me. Um, whatever I could give you, a prayer, scriptures, or whatever, I will. I'll give you the truth. I ain't going to never tell no lie and, and twist nobody. I'm never going to tell you to leave your spouse. I believe that's the in, individual choice you have to make. Okay. Miss Tonya Stewart says, if so, will you date another African man? Yes, I will. Um, there might be some little differences. Like this person has to have a visa on his way here or he has to be here, but I don't know if I could do the long distance again, honestly. Um, That is so hard, you know? But yeah, I wouldn't say, it didn't make me shy away from African men. You know, there's a lot of good. There was a lot, even with the stuff that my husband, it it was a lot of good. So yeah, you know, I'm, I'm always open to whatever the Lord had for me, that's what I want. He could be Asian, okay, girl, he could be, Lebanese he can be whatever if this is what God has for me then he knows what I have need of and I'm cool with that so I'm not like I'm just solidified to African or to this or American it's whatever you know let that vibe be right let the love be right let us be transparent love each other be honest be willing to work together you know to build a future and I'm I'm all the I'm all in Okay. So what have you learned so far about being in a a long distance intercultural relationship? Prepare yourself for missed birthdays, holidays, um, emergencies, and not having your girl, I want to start crying and not having a person that you love be there to support you or hold you up during those tough moments. You know, the holidays is rough, you know, and I remember a lot of holidays I'd stay in the bed after I'd be done cooked I'd be like y'all you know my my girls you know and they grown so they got their own life they doing their own thing it was lonely you know and then you have to uh succumb to whatsapp okay and boop 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 you know you done call 15 times that one conversation you know that's tough you know it's tough the separation and wanting to be with your spouse and those holidays, special moments, or when you're sick, or when he's sick, and you can't get there to him, and you can't attend to him, like, you know, and can't nobody take care of him, like, you'll take care of him, and he's like, I'll be okay, and you know, he's just saying that, so you don't worry, you know, it's stuff like that, so I would tell anyone, like, be willing to learn, but not just learn about your husband, and his family, and the culture, but learn about yourself because this relationship going to take you clean to the edge and not with negativity of things going wrong, but just the separation, the financial uh, burden with the uh, immigration process and, you know, assisting him and trying to maintain your stuff. And, you know, and then you got your job and your home life, you know, and balancing all of that. It's just like being in a circus and you spinning plates and you just spinning another plate. Once you get to spinning, you done started another plate. But to understand that and to take a breath, it's okay. Everything ain't going to happen in one day. But keep coming back at it and really exercising love and understanding and working together to make it work. 
So I'm not saying that we done. I'm just saying he said, watch and he going to show me. So like I said, I'm waiting on the rapture too. I'm watching signs for that. So <laughs> I got a lot of stuff on my plate I'm watching for. So but I was just saying, we got some okay. questions coming in. Um, Carmela Love says, is it hard for you to stay firm about getting your divorce? Uh, at first I was flipping and flopping like a leaf on a tree in the middle of October in a windstorm. I'd be like, it's over. Then I'd unblock them. It's over. And then I come back. It's over. You know, so I was going flipping and flopping because I love him. And even in spite of his own silly self, I understand that because I am more mature and I understand like once he realizes this at some point, you know, he'll stop doing that. But the problem is I can't wait till you get to that realization. So yeah, I flip-flopped a lot. I block you, unblock you, block you, unblock you, um, you know. And I wouldn't have unblocked him this time, but he said that his uh, blood pressure went up and he was really sick and he couldn't see out of his eye. And so that concerned me. And then when I actually unblocked him, he talked to me. I was like, he was just trying to get me to unblock you to talk to you, to cut it out. But yeah, I've flopped. But this time it's real because now that I, have understood how dysfunctional I was in a relationship that I don't want to go back to any relationship where I can't be who I truly am mm -hmm. so I'm pretty solid on it's the no-go now if he come through like you know you're China star and uh you know make some real changes on himself you know and focus on things that are important of course I would because I love a man I married him so, but it's, it's some work that he would have to do a lot of work, but it's something that I can't be involved in. That's a personal job and accountability he has to take. And so my thing is you do that, you know, I'm not here to try to jump into bed with somebody and get with somebody else. And I got another boo hanging out. I'm not like that. I do have a special friend and this person prays with me on a regular calls me, checks on me. And I love that is, but far as you know, I'm headed to the altar with somebody and I'm going to do something that is ungodly. I ain't going to do that. Okay. Um, Tonya Stewart said, did you apply for his visa? Uh, and rescind it. You know, so I just said, we done. So I'm not bringing you here. I'm not bringing, if you can't respect me and honor me while we in this part here, I'd be doggone if I spent all this money and bring you here. That's yeah, this right. Is, this is the hardest part of it, being separated, you know? It is. The distance. But if you got, you know, a loose hose, you know how you have a hose and the water be on and it's flipping and flopping. If it's flipping and flopping there, you get here and you shame me in front of my family, my kids, you know, like, how do I, how do I manage that? You know, and I love my freedom, but orange would be the new black. After I done paid this money, and we don't went through all of this and you come up here and you fabulous and you all in Facebook dating groups and you got people on the job and you meeting people. Yeah, I would be that person. And I don't want nobody to push me to that to that mm -hmm. level because I love my freedom and I'm just I just don't want nobody to do that. But that would be the ultimate disrespect that could make you flip. And mm -hmm. I don't and under pressure pipes break. So I don't want to put myself in that predicament. I want to be solidified that he got his stuff together. He know what time it is. And he ready to do what he need to do. Okay. And then we would head on through that. But no. Let me see if we got any more questions. Do y'all have any more questions for Ms. Lana? 
Martin Sean said, do you both try a marriage counselor to work on the marriage and cultural differences? <clears throat> we did. We had a pastor and um, he just, he just was unwilling. You know, he was unwilling. I was willing to lay it on the line. And my pastor would tell you, and my pastor is in Nigeria. Um, I would tell him like, I was telling the truth. I said, pastor, like, I shouldn't have said that, you know he wrote something he said f you and i said something i didn't have no business and i and i'm but i'm transparent like when you want help you you going to tell the truth it's when you can seal and you don't never come out with the truth that you need help or that you've done something wrong that you will never get the help but yeah i was willing to do that but he didn't want to really engage in doing that and when we went the first time we kind of talked to the pastor together he was it's land of this, it's land of that. All of our issues come from her. No, my issues come from you doing stuff. You don't got no doggone business and you think I'm going to be okay and I'm not going to say nothing about it, but I am going to say something about it. See, because like I said, I'm an old church girl. So, you know, adultery and all of that, like that's not even an answer. So when I see you do something that's not right, of course I'm going to say something to you. Mm So no, the counseling didn't work because I tried. I really wanted to make it work, but he really wasn't willing. Carmela Love says, do you feel he truly loves you, but it's a cultural difference in how they show love? Well, I do believe that he loves me, but I think some of it is, I don't know. At this point, I question him a lot about you know if you love me there's just no way you could do some of this stuff and he says that he loves me and I said I proved I had to prove it because you know when you withdraw that money I'm gonna see you know whether it's real or fake because when you withdraw that money you know calls and stuff may dry up or whatever but no he does but it's just some things that he has to work out with himself and it's something that has limited him in other previous relationships with Nigerian women that it's caused problems. So it's something that he has to do. It's not that it couldn't work, but he has to own it that he needs help and get the help. So he has a problem with accountability. Accountability, you know, responsibility and understanding like this is for all the marbles. You know, mm-hmm. not only does he come to the United States, it blesses his family. Mm-hmm. And so when he foils on doing what he's supposed to do, it causes anger with everybody in the family. Like, dude, like, you know, this is a great opportunity for you. You know, your wife won't help you. You know, you can make something of yourself, make a life. You can help the family for real. You know, at some point you could bring mom and daddy over here or whatever. And I was down for that. So I just think he needs some time to internally look at some areas and seek God for some change from him he's been hurt so Mm -hmm. if a person has been broken and they don't never address it then what do they do they bleed on other people Mm -hmm. so I don't think intentionally he meant to do some of these things but I think because he's been broken and he's made that be a way of life without fixing it to the dysfunction is normal for him and he thinks like okay you're gonna accept that no I ain't Tara Delisa Blake says, what advice would you give to women who's experiencing a situation in who's experiencing situations in their relationship? You know, I would say 
good, healthy communication. Everybody got to take ownership of their stuff. If you wrong, if you came in cussing, if you came in, whatever, you got to, you got to own that. And not all just own it. You got to apologize and then take steps not to repeat that cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and the person in the relationship got to show up and be a part of the relationship. If one person doing all the calling, all the messaging, and every morning, it's you sending a message, it's you calling, that's a problem. See, over there, men chase, you know, not women chase. And so, because and when I was interviewed, a Nigerian woman said, you didn't demand him to buy you anything? I was like, demand? I didn't even know they did that over there, but okay. Now I'm finna demand some stuff, okay? But, you know, it should be some balance. If you're not seeing some balance, there needs to be a lot of communication healthy communication, not mm-hmm. arguing, cussing people out, people blocking each other, that don't get nowhere. And these things, even though once the water settles, those things are still suppressed and unresolved and they come back up. Oh, like you did last time. You know, people will say, oh, I'm sorry, or I forgive you, but we don't forget. And so when we hurt again, but you hurt me from last time, don't come right back up. You know, it's like, we're gonna put you on the history channel. So every time we have an issue, I'm going to let you know, remember when you did that? Now you didn't did this and you didn't did that. So that's not what's up. Okay. So Ms. Lana, it has been a pleasure having you yes. on this platform. My heart goes out to you. I am so sorry that you experienced some of the things you've experienced in this type of marriage. May you continue to heal. May you continue to be blessed. You're Thank beautiful you. and you are so deserving of love. Thank you so much. I love Thank you, you so much. I love you too. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Lampo Show podcast. If you're an American woman and you are dating, engaged, married to, divorced from, have been scammed by a man from the continent of Africa and you would like to be on our platform, please send your request to info.thelamposhow at gmail.com and it'll be our um, pleasure to have you on our platform. Until next time, we will talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.